I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. Boys, we are here to ranch. James, we have to do justice before just sliding right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a BT. What, what on earth? I don't have an option. Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. We've got a cracking show for you folks at home. It's the world premiere of our three games of the week. Do the sound. Do the horn. Three games of the week. Uh, James's pick, Patrick's pick, and the community pick, which all you folks at home voted on, lest we forget. And then we got some segments that you know and love. We got a Metaculture. We got a Mr. Brightside. We got some trivia. We got a Freak of the Week, a Goal of the Week, and of course, Pat's Degenerate District, which is at risk of becoming very generative with how successful it's been. Yeah. Yeah. It's not taboo to it's, lock those picks. It is the, um, the best heater of my life. I want to make that abundantly clear. This is un- unprecedented success. Yeah, Chelsea winning away in North uh, Watford. Just I'm nine. I'm nine and twelve on the year. All right, we'll get there. First, I want to talk to you guys about Solo.com. You know, a couple people reached out to me privately, wondering whether or not this was another one of those joke ads, and uh, that's either a compliment to how fresh our ad reads are, or an indictment on the joke ads we did over the summer. And I don't want you to answer that. Somebody actually complimented me on getting ZipRecruiter. Uh- <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah, the testimonial in that one was out of control. (laughs) Well, uh, just so you guys know, solar.com is not a joke. In fact, it's the easiest way to save money on solar energy installation quotes for your home. And to show how serious we take it here at Prem de la Prem, I wrote a haiku. Solar.com quotes. Cash you didn't think was saved. Code Prem 19 slaps. Well, that's it, folks. And by it, I mean our sponsorship. <laughs> oh, did I break the law? We're bending it. Well, <laughs> Trump can pull us out of the climate accord, but Prem de la Prem does not pull out. If you are considering, <laughs> if you're considering a solar-powered home, please consider the folks at Solar.com, the official partner of Prem, of Prem de la Prem. This is what happens. No when, further questions, Your Honor. When we don't get given our given ad copy. The ad copy was getting stale. Patrick, you gotta let this caged bird sing. <laughs> Can't cage the beast. I'm a peacock captain. Woo! All right. Well, <clears throat> that was solo.com. Very serious. And since we put the fans at home first here at Prem Bill Prem, you guys are first. Let's have a drum roll and reveal the community pick of the week. Everyone at home, do a drum roll. Pat, I also want you to take my cues a little better. <laughs> All right. That's going to be horrible audio in post, James. Everton, I'll talk to you about the table banging. Everton versus Spurs. The community pick of the week. It was a game devoid of quality, but an entertaining dumpster fire nonetheless, which ironically is what someone also wrote in our anonymous feedback <laughs> survey. <laughs> Harsh but fair. Stern. Stern but fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a game it was. My fantasy players are in open rebellion. Uh, Harry Kane dropping out right before the match with the cold. It's about as mesodosal as it gets Yeah, for my fantasy team. Well, but, yeah, put that take in your back pocket because it's getting a little stale. <laughs> but believe believe you me, we're not talking about Arsenal United this podcast. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way. 
There's no way it's going to come up. There's no way There's it can come no up. There's no way I worked it into a segment. There's it's no not way. coming up. It's not coming up. Okay. Anyway, so Everton silly. Spurs. Yeah, silly. Okay. No Arsenal, no United. Yeah. We're talking Everton Spurs. It was, by all accounts, a ridiculous game. It was um, mind-boggling. I don't... I. I wrote down four VAR incidents alone, and I think the best way to go through this game is just kind of break down the moments, which unfortunately weren't chances on goal so much as they were a collection of calamitous howlers between uh, you know Martin Atkinson and the goons in the booth. Take us away. So VAR incident number one was the uh, Yeri Mina zero gravity defending on Hyung Ming Son. <laughs> It was unorthodox at best, and it. I compared it to the kid on the playground who would like spin around, do the do the windmill, yeah, trying to hit you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think Yeri Mina. No, I'm not tried touching to... you. I'm not touching yeah, you. I'm exactly. not touching yeah, you. Yeah, but he's just doing the the, yeah. the like the, the the top spin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Yeri pulled that one out of his bag of tricks on Hyung Ming San, and uh, this really set the tone for the the fuckery that was going to unfold. Do you think that because of VAR, like it seems like people Life are like has no meaning? Oh, it's, sorry, what? <laughs> It seems like the players are just doing things that have never been done before. I don't know if it's just because there's a highlight in VAR, because now we get to look at them a second time, yeah. and it's not just like, I can't believe that happened, and then we're back, we're still in live action. The beauty of pre-VAR life in Premiership was you see it once, and you make a call, and you could agree with it, and you could disagree with it, and you move on. It was part of the theater, and mm. now you watch anything slow enough, and there's two sides to it. Are you getting more and more? Of I the think camp I believe. That, I think I believe that take. Yeah. You watch anything slow enough, and there will always be two sides to it. I'm I, not going to take that take any further. And now that even comes into question with offsides. We'll get to that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, no. I mean, the folks at Stockley Park, which sounds way smarter than it is, there was Bletchley Park where they decoded the World War II. Um, German communication system. The Enigma. And yes. Stockley Park is like the the school for slow people who would go go on to Bletchley Park. Oh, so they did actually make it there in the end. No one passes the class. <laughs> it's uh, all a facade. They gave a no penalty decision on the foul, and then they swerved back and told Martin Atkinson they were double checking it. They I said missed that. they said Martin Atkinson no decision comes up on the screen, which is the only thing the fans have to go off of right. when they're in there. It's like what's happening? What's happening? VAR says checking decision. No penalty. It's been decided. And then Martin Atkinson is like, hold on, hold on. They're telling me they're checking it again. Yeah, who's in charge here? Well, we know Mike Dean occasionally. Yeah. In and the man people, cave. And people who have never yeah, officiated the before. the Mike Dean man cave. But, I mean, it seems like, I mean, I, I, it's, it's humorous to happen to Spurs fans, but it seems to happen to Spurs fans more than anybody. They cannot possibly understand VAR at this point. It seems yeah. to affect nearly every single one of their games in some capacity. Mm. No, I think Spurs fans just pray at a shrine of VAR, and it's like the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Yeah. Natural disasters. They they don't know how VAR works, but it works in mysterious ways. And they trust that there's always a reason. And they trust that it always comes back around. Right. Um, I, I hesitate to say that it did, but you, know, you live and die by it. As the best player on Spurs, VAR is not going to be on every day. Right, yeah. Which is, it's Spursy, you know? You mm -hmm. don't know when it's going to show up. It's quite Spursy of VAR. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. All right, well, incident number two was later in the first half, and this time uh, Tottenham was on yep. a positive 
they were positively impacted by a VAR call where Davinson Sanchez had a what looked like a foul on Richarlison, a textbook foul if you're calling it outside of the box, and this was ruled uh, not decisive enough to overturn. So no penalty was given on the play. That's hmm. the Davinson Sanchez foul. Uh, Yeri Mina's partner in crime in the Columbia national team. So yeah. they were fully on display there. Them boys ready to rock. Oh, man. Copa America would be lit. Yeah, they're already warming up. <laughs> anyway, so that was ruled out. Um, was that a penalty for you? What is a penalty these days, James? <laughs> you know, this is a week off. Look of, within yourself. This is a week after we were like, well, maybe this is the new VAR after the Arsenal game. And now I got no idea. No one has any idea what's happening. It gets worse. Yeah, it sure does. It gets worse. They invent new rules. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, back it, in the day, this was like better. a stonewall penalty. Yeah. But apparently there wasn't anything clear and obvious enough to overrule it. But this happens every week. Like, I it's feel the same like thing. If it was given, it wouldn't have been I feel like we're living reversed. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Except, I mean, yeah, United continues to lose. So, yeah, it feels like feels like Groundhog Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Emery's still good evening away. All is well in the Premier League world. <laughs> Finally, a non-VAR incident. Deli Alley, uh, Spurs' second best player behind VAR this season. He put them ahead. And, you know, as an Arsenal fan, I have to say, it feels like a Wobie just returned to cuck Arsenal once more time, once more, by uh, assisting a Spurs goal. <laughs> I think that's a little unfair to Wobie's time at Arsenal. Uh, assisting Spurs goals. On the but... scale of Cuck to... What's... I don't know what the opposite is. Performer. <laughs> Where would yeah. you rank Iwobi? Um, at his Arsenal time. Like, like, um, R- very, R- like Rubinho. This is very important. Like Rubinho level. Like a Rubinho at City? Like Rubinho without the fee. Rubinho was like, an, like a cultural icon. Like a, like a symbol of better times. I feel like you don't look at a Wobie as like, this is where it all turned around. Yeah, well, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, right, he's well, still a 22-year-old kid. So. That's way too much airtime for Alex <laughs> Wobie. Anyway, he gifts a pass back to Deli Alley, and it looked like the chance had gone for a moment, but credit to the lad. Tucked it in. Had a weird celebration in him. I don't know who was caught napping, but that was that was the celebration of the day. Yeah. Just he like seems uh, to do something. Wenger, that was the decision of the day that, yeah. that Alley made to celebrate. Sure. Um... It's FIFA celebration, maybe. And that was the first goal. And then the serious note of the game was obviously, um, you know, this game will be remembered, I think, aside from VAR's gaffes, with um, uh, Gomez's injuries. Yeah. Or the injury to Gomez. Right. Um, you know it's bad when they don't show it to you again. Yeah. It was they did, pretty They ugly. only played the wide angle and... Well, this comes into this comes into question in our discussion, but they show the son contact because that's not where it got gnarly. It got gnarly in the fallout from that son contact. Right. So Hyung Ming Son, I mean, first of all, it needs to be said that this is one of those really sad freak accidents. I remember yeah. um, Seamus Coleman, captain of Everton, went into the dressing room and consoled Son, which is even more meaningful because it happened to him. Seamus sure. Coleman came back from a year-long absence on a, on a freak tackle. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Eduardo was a player on Arsenal. I think had it happen to him. And Ramsey even, had one. Ramsey had day. one. That's why we still hate Stoke. It's oh, a, is that right? It's a weird... Well, yeah. Well, you get to play him next season. Yeah, they have a... Uh, well, no, they're going down again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. But, no, they had a... See you yeah, again. They have a... Uh, <laughs> They had a, I think it was like, okay, fair play. You know, you don't know if it was intentional. And then the Stoke fans have a song about Aaron Ramsey running with a limp. Oh, jeez. So, I mean, it was... Yeah. 
we're like, okay. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, I suppose this is a rivalry now. <laughs> <laughs> you just brought piss to a shit fight. <laughs> but anyway, we're we're off to yeah. It was it was players of both sides handled awful. it really well. Um, Son, it, it, I mean, obviously, Seems like Gomez, it's class, sad to see. Right? Son, just heartbroken with the tackle, which just goes to show, I think, how much professionals at this level respect each other. Serge Aurier, who I think was involved in the collision that might have led to Gomez's injury, could not continue. Right. And it's, I not, don't... not from injury, like, mentally could not continue. He had to be subbed. Right. And it's... I think I underestimated, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um... But I think it's also, like, we... You know, we romanticize this game, and you know, you know, potentially they're going to play in the game, dreaming about whatever. Um, and, and but like the level of commitment, work, sacrifice, everything you have to do to get to that point, mm-hmm. and you see that injury, and it's not like I mean, I know that hor- horrific injuries happen everywhere, but you know, if your foot sideways as a footballer, you got a tough road back. Yeah. And let's let's be real, Gomez is a is a solid player, but he's not guaranteed. Right. A, a, a way back right. if he doesn't have like a clean right. recovery, you know. And so the stakes I think are so high, and especially in an incident like that where that tackle, that incident, that pace—that's it's not something that only could have happened to Gomez, right? That's something that could just happen. I think it was just like that's the gravity of what we do. It's kind of like the Gordon Hayward incident in the NBA where right. just land and right. like who, yeah. who couldn't that have happened in an to? instant, right? Yeah, and all of a sudden his his uh, season. Is over. Hopefully, his career is not altered. Yeah, you know, I, they I see. It seems though. Just, I would say um, the initial reports of the injury were, given how horrific it was, it was about as good as possible. The surgery. The yeah. surgery. The reco- they they think he'll make a full recovery. The cliche is, is I'm going to come back stronger, but you know there are also times where players are just never the same again. Yeah. And leave it to it's true. Leave it to me to bring my own life into this, but you know the. the People talk about advertising as a volatile industry, like, oh, you lose a couple pieces of business and suddenly your job's in question. You know, one injury to a player in professional sports, and it's like, you might not ever right. I mean, you, play you, your profession again. I'm sure every club has this, but, you know, there's there's like, there's like Arsenal fans that still dream of, of Diaby and, like, what he could have been. And even, you know, Wilson. That is a sad state of affairs. I mean, that's, like, he was, he never really kind of got off. Like but what I'm saying is, like, he never... Right. It wasn't sure. like he was world class and then he wasn't. It was right. like he had potential and then you never right. recovered and became like what you'd hoped. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I mean, but that that might have well. been that might be Gomez's trajectory as well. Yeah, you know, where it's like you don't know how good he could have well. been. You don't know if he's going to fulfill his potential. And now he's got a really tough battle to climb. But um, obviously, all the best to him. Everyone on the field was impacted. Um, Martin Atkinson was even impacted. By Martin it. Atkinson was impacted. Uh, so that aside, let's talk about the refereeing of that incident. Yeah, Martin Atkinson. Came right into it with a yellow card out of his pocket, ready to give it to Son. Everyone on the field was like, okay, yellow card. Then you look over and you see Gomez writhing in pain. Players immediately calling the stretchers over. It suddenly becomes a situation where people understand that the injury is severe. He never showed Son the yellow. Let's it was remember in his that. Hand. Oh, no, no, no. It was no, in his hand. No, 100%. Okay. I just want to make the point that Martin Atkinson had the yellow in his hand. And then seem to kind of grasp the gravity of the situation. And okay, then fair takes distinction. Some time. Fair yeah. distinction. Yeah. Takes some time. You know, puts the yellow back in his pocket, brandishes the red card. Son could not. Maybe care. like two minutes later. Right. So yeah. fully digested situation. Son could not care less. He's he cared more about Gomez. Who's yeah. inconsolable? Yeah. It's like whatever. The red card was a moot point after an injury like 100%. that, and I don't think people were complaining for it. 
However, what you saw in the replays was that if there was no injury resulting from it, it was a yellow card every day. And what concerns me is immediately after the red card, the Premier League backed him up with a statement. Martin Atkinson's decision to award the red card, they backed him up by saying it was endangering a player with a challenge, and the severity of the injury was a consideration in the type of card they issued. Which is, from the top rope, a new rule that they've just established. I would... I would have to consult the rule book to know that that's anything to do with it. What in the world are they doing? Every week it's something new. I think that if Martin Atkinson had run over to the situation and, you know, quickly delivered a red or, you know, put his hand in his ear and delivered a red, people wouldn't be talking about this nearly as much. It was the fact that he showed the yellow, showed like, I see this for what it was. Oh, wait, it's something different now. Therefore, I have to change my perspective. It's it's strange. Well, here's the thing. It'd be like I not liking a goal celebration and then calling it offside. Right, right. It's a weird one. And funnily enough, I don't blame Martin, Martin Atkinson for getting this one wrong. You're in the heat of the moment. You see it one time. He gives Son a red card in the moment. That's fine. You can overrule those things. Right. I get it. You know, you assume that a tackle's really bad because it led to something so devastating. Yeah. Red card in the moment? Sure. Yeah. What I don't accept is the Premier League. Yes, referees need more support, or maybe they need to be totally overhauled. A train of thought is that they need to be supported by the Premier League, and they're doing it this way, right. by making up rules to retrofit protection. Well, it seems like the, the referees are being supported by just blind faith and saying... They are in charge of adjudicating the situation, yeah. therefore we trust them for right. it. And I think that that is good to an extent, but as it so happens, something that never happens, happened, mm-hmm. and they reversed the decision on an appeal, took the red card yeah. away, yeah. which I I can't remember a time that an appeal has worked in any other way other than like shrinking in the suspension from three games to two games, mm. or like something like that. I can't remember... A card being reversed. And I'm sure it's happened before, but it's extraordinarily rare when it comes to these appeals. It is rare. Because the FA usually says what they said in that statement. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. We trust whatever. But if you think about it like this. So, I agree with you. You know, we, maybe Mark Atkinson run over and he says, holy shit, this injury is bad. He says to his linesman, did he catch it? Did he catch him with the studs? Line says, yeah, he might have. And like, maybe it snapped. Like, you know, you, right. you can forgive them. VAR then has the benefit to look at this. And doesn't make a decision the the fa and the league immediately back them up i think it would have been too much if there was a screen that said var decision pending and gomez is writhing around on the ground that would have been too that was much. that actually might be a smart call by var let's not touch yeah, this one they're just like whoa turning that screen off we, we got a few more mistakes to back make. to the rubik's cube <laughs> <laughs> Guys, my ultimate team is not gonna play itself we'll check in on the 90th next? yeah <laughs> We can get one game in before the half ends, right? Um, Yo, there's still something left in this bowl. But no, yeah, we're 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 staying on this for for a while. Um, and yeah, these are not uh, representations of us. But, all right. Uh, yeah, I. But all of those people got it. We're in line, and then again, the the appeal mm-hmm. being reversed. Maybe there was some sympathy towards Son, and you look at the challenge and like saw how hurt Son was by yeah. the situation yeah. and realized that I could I could I think- understand that. I think the question from a Tottenham fan is like, if we're going to reverse a red card, you ended up having to play a full half hour down a man. Yeah. And you reverse that decision. Yeah. 
And I think they were you know, classy. You scored a stoppage time. I think they were like, classy enough. Is that two points lost due to due to VAR or Atkinson for Spurs in this situation? I mean, there's so many incidents. This it's game's so, tough to say. It's so weird to say who lost two points in this game and ended up one one. Yeah, uh, probably one of those like fair because results. there were just so many things that tilted that could have tilted the scales either way. Uh, so we're not even done, folks. Let's bring it to VAR incident number three after all this went down. Everton at this point is still up one nil. There's the Deli Alley handball in the box while he's defending a corner. So if it were deemed a handball, Everton would have been awarded a penalty. And this was another one of those moments where VAR is taking four to five minutes to watch this incident. The fans in the crowd have no idea what's happening. And ultimately, VAR comes back and says, we're going with the ruling on the field because it was inconclusive. And this, to me, is handball in a nutshell, where even with VAR, you could take four to five minutes to look at it, and half, it would be a 50-50 split on how you feel. We could do an entire episode we could do an entire on just episode. trying to figure out the handball rule. Intent versus unnatural position. That is, I guess, the two sides of what was playing out in this alley thing, and you could argue either way, till the cows come home. Yeah, what, like, how can you, judging somebody else's intent is always going to be an impossible game. I just, go... Go, go. I mean, go read a go read a work email and tell me you, you get pissed off for no reason. You can, know? You, can you elaborate on that? <laughs> <laughs> Sponsorships, I can't get involved. For my last email, right? <laughs> <laughs> AKA, fuck off for the second time. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's 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 just uh, it's a, it's a confusing rule at this point. I don't know what is or isn't a handball, uh, in unless there's a very few situations. Basically, unless it unless an attacking player touches the ball in their attacking box, mm-hmm. I don't know what a handball is yeah uh i mean but that is very clear no one knows yeah yeah you can't do a louis suarez punch it out of your own goal to stop a goal from happening i maintain that that was the only play there no he should get no stick for that play at all and he got a lot it was a ballsy play it was the most the spirit of the game died that day but yeah i think a lot of people do the same thing yeah, when, he still when, bites people and is a racist. It's like if somebody makes a wrong move in checkers, and you're like, you just hit him with the triple jump. You don't say, do you want to take that back? You hit him with the triple jump, and that's what Luis Suarez did. Okay, I don't think that's comparable, but <laughs> 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 let's wrap this up. It's the fans' pick, so we're gonna spend some time on it, but let's wrap it up. Yeah, Shank Tossin in the 96th minute of what was 12 minutes of extra time. Thank you, VAR. Equalized for Everton. It was an emotional celebration, obviously. Turns into a 1-1 game. And then Davinson Sanchez, the man himself, had to have the last laugh and bring up VAR incident number four. This <laughs> dude is the last defender with the ball at his feet, dawdling on it. Richarlison sneaks in to poke it away. And Sanchez swings at air. And on a day, on a day when VAR was not at the center of everything, this could have been called back for a red card. Yeah. He took... He took man. Oh, yeah. Oh, he took man. And people are just like, oh, it's the end of the game. Fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's bring this one home. We want to go home. Yeah, like everyone was just like, end the game. Yeah. I think in a sense, it was a fitting end to the game. I think the true winners are Marco Silva and Pochettino because I think a loss could have ended one of their reigns. That's an interesting take. I think a draw saved both of their careers and the way the game went. Yeah, I think there was a lot of... It would be unsavory to fire a manager after that injury. I think that's fair. Thank you. Yeah, but I, I, I would take exception to end of their careers. I think they will both be fine after their current. Pochettino. Yeah, he'll be fine. I think he'll be better off than Marco Silva. 
Where, yeah. where was he before Everton? Oh, it was Watford. Where was he before Watford? I don't know. Me either. Yeah. Point well, being, that was Everton Spurs. What a what a game. Yeah. Some call it the prem to the prem of games. Yeah. I mean, again, devoid of quality <laughs> and entertaining dumpster fire nonetheless. Patrick. I thought you said you weren't talking about Arsenal. You... <laughs> You singled out Villa-Liverpool as your game of the week. Why yeah. don't you lead us off the bat here? I mean, I'm, I'm, I think it's, it's not, it's, we don't need to go nearly as in-depth as we did on this last one. What I really wanted to talk about, too, on Villa expect, you, you, you see it's a, um, one of the best teams in Premier League history, defending European champions, uh, on the road against a newly promoted team. Mm-hmm. And so you know where the decks are, the, the decks are stacked, right? And Villa takes a lead early on, maybe 20, 30 minutes into the game. Yep. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say against the run of play, but it was just, it kind of came out of nothing, I believe, right off a set piece. It was right off a set piece. Well well, well taken. Liverpool's defense and Allison were pretty suspect, so let's get that narrative going. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and, 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 like, found out is a, uh, a rough way to say... Uh, I think Liverpool will eventually lose a game. But I think Liverpool oh, are getting God. found out. Because they're, but they're not. Yeah, there's that the, the, we're gonna get. To, uh, there's something about them. Uh, there's something about them which is special. I had my built-up angst from the United game, and all I had that day was to watch Liverpool lose. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I told you, I woke up, and the 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 state of affairs when I woke up were City were losing, Liverpool were losing, yep. United had lost, and Arsenal were winning. <laughs> I was yeah. Vince McMahon on the way to the ring. United still lost. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the game was final at that time. <laughs> yeah, for, for real. Uh, but, so, Villa did what I think they did against uh, Arsenal. And, frankly, that's the only two Villa games I've watched in that's fair. a long period they of sat, time. They sat in. They invited pressure. Mm-hmm. And, if... If it's going to cost you against a 10-man Arsenal, it's going to cost you against an 11-man Liverpool side. And it did. And it it did in just epic fashion mm-hmm. for the fans in Liverpool. Heartbreaking fashion for Villa fans. but Who have some amazing support. It's great. I think Aston Villa in like a, a crowdsourced vote is like the fourth or fifth most supported team in England. They've got history. They have a tremendous history. They've in terms of like first history. flight trophies, they're, yeah. they're probably top 10 if not close to the top five so it's funny when you know you see clubs come up and get promoted and um, for those people who are relatively new to soccer they're they're relative no names you know scrubs of bournemouth uh you know brighton relative and then you have a team like aston villa come up and you assume the same but they actually have a very rich history and used to be one of the best clubs in the world yeah another team that you would love to see back in premier league leads could be coming back up next year could be is Marco Bielsa still spying on people? Is Pizza Hut still chirping? <laughs> is the grass still green? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you know the club has some storylines. Spy's gonna spy. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have any objection to that. Neither does our friend Andy. The we engineer. all hate lead scum. We all hate lead scum. <laughs> is that the friend at the bar? Is he just going there watching championship games? Oh yeah, that games was that was the mayor. That, that was the mayor of United at Rocco's. God, um, I talking talking to his alter egos. Um, I want him on the podcast, but I think but he would just don't. insult me the whole time. Oh yeah. I don't think he'd be a friendly guest. Oh, yeah. I'll be behind him, like, peering over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, 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 get him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you talked about the comeback from Liverpool that did have an air of inevitability to it, given how they've had that, you know, team of destiny feel about them this season. Let's talk about the two incidents 
Sure. That did not go in Liverpool's favor before the two-goal swing. First being Firmino's disallowed goal through the tail of the attacking armpit versus the defending knee. A, a, sorry. A subjective offsides. I entirely disagree. I what? trust what? I trust VAR's Whoa. physics when it comes to offsides. I had Andy Gray. You know Andy Gray. I do. Former FIFA great. Yeah. Go up to the big screen in the Sky Sports booth and do this. And he'd be <laughs> like, you can't tell me that knee's not in line with the arm. <laughs> it's the one thing. and maybe No this- amount of calibration is going to tell me that. <laughs> maybe it's just because VAR's shit in the bed left, right, and center that we're like, it's objective. It works. So you back off, but I'm, I have no issues with the. You're offside. a VAR stand on that. I think when you've got to take it to the millimeters and hyper analyze, have a, t- tie t- goes to the attacker. I would come on. I would say it's not a tie if the lines are different. Oh jeez. I would say re, and we talked about this before. I think oh, that geez. I think you can you can change you can change the rule. You can change the rule so that it's any point if any point of view is onside. Then the entire burden is on the defender, but I suppose you're just moving the line. Yeah, we're looking at it again. Folks, we are looking at it in the Prem Del Prem booth. This has got to go to the Instagram story. We need the people's opinion on this. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. do fair. Okay, so well, let's do the poll of fair versus unfair. I, I mean, that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's brutal, but like, it's, if that's the. If, I feel like. If those are the body parts and that's the. The math, like I don't know. Oh, I've I've got a classic. The analogy. first down line has been right on NFL games for like twenty years. I right. trust them to get the lines right and straight. Yeah, um, but you know this is, we're, we are the we are the test mice in the VAR season. And I've got a good analogy for you. You know that meme where it's like, you know when you're annoying in your friend group but you can't stop. <laughs> like VAR is just like, oh, I know we're being annoying, and they're just doubling down. One of, one of my ever, other uh, favorite podcasts, Chad Goes Deep, they call those the schmoles. The schmoles. And so the schmole is like the guy in the friend group that you can't boke. Boke is to kick him out. Uh, that's also from that podcast. This is a great podcast. Okay. Future, you know, collab okay. in the works um, just by me so far. Um, in <laughs> any case, yeah, VAR is the schmole of the, of the Premier League, and it's just here. It's hanging around. It's ruining everybody's time. But you can't get rid of it. By trying to correct their first awkward situation that they created, they almost create an exponential, exponentially worse situation. And we can't seem to boke them out of the Premier League. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's get to the dot. Let's get to the snorkeling lesson that Mane uh, was teaching in the corner of the, of the box at the Holt End. Better diver, Mane or Salah? Ooh, that's a good one. Atlantic or Pacific Ocean? Wow. Well. What are they studying? I mean, I you got to go Atlantic because they're both from Africa. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, that was almost inaccurate, but you you pulled it off. <laughs> what a savage! That was that almost yeah. inaccurate, <laughs> yeah. entirely correct. <laughs> that was almost wrong, but it was right. You lucky bitch. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mane because I think his form was pretty. I think he had some pretty good form. I'm blown away. Salah gets the call every time. The student became the master. No. No, they're on to Salah. There's too, much, too many theatrics for me. There Mane. was a meeting in the back between Klopp, Mane, and Salah. And Klopp goes, Salah, they're on to you. It was a good run. It's like when you relieve a pitcher off the mound. Mm. I'm giving the ball to Mane. Anyway, I'm I think... I'm a little hyped up on it. I think his dive was, was textbook form, and you know I appreciate it for that. However, it was a little bit too late for it to be considered... And now he's got a target on his back 
from that boy Pep Guardiola, who is stirring the pot. I think it's fine. I think it's great because it's for me. This is a textbook well, dive. Sorry, the right call. The dive. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, because there was absolutely contact, but he jumped and through. Basically, if both legs go backward, and you kind of do that full scorpion move, yeah. it's a dive. That is never a natural thing to happen for both of your legs to go backward. As much as I want to commit to this bit of vilifying Mane, I know Will Jones and Scott Coblin are just seething right now, and I want to say... Well, they're seething in is... first place so they can go fuck themselves. Right. Agreed. I, th- this is commonplace. It's it's not a Liverpool thing, let's be clear. It's not a Mane-solid thing. This is commonplace. Yeah. It just so happened to be Mane, and Pep called him out for it, and I love it. And reputations matter. Uh a lot of people, you know, you, there's like really, really, really high level. Um, you know, Neymar probably doesn't get as many calls as he should because he get he gets hacked in like you a fifty fifty situation. You, you don't know. Wolf. Mbappe's learned well. There's other players. You know, you hope that Daniel James can kick it. He's had a few pretty bogus ones. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you're you're entirely right. Yeah. I mean, Socrates. I've got a fucking center back that does it. You it's know, it's a story of crime. It's, wolf. Yeah. And it, and. And you're I think not you get gonna three... get the good. Call. You're not gonna get the call, and it's like kind of. Um, yeah. I'm just. And I'm just. I think there's a reason Messi gets so many calls is he doesn't go down easily. He fights. You see challenges. all the times. Right. He, he's the only one that comes to mind who has a a, po- a positive stereotype for doing that. I'd say Hazard. You think so? I mean, he had his moments. I wouldn't say he's like known for that. I, w- I I think that what Messi's ha- just so good he can do it. Right, and I think that Hazard and and, and um, Messi both kind of have a similar characteristic yeah. where they don't really care if they're being fouled because they still think they have the advantage. Right. So they tend to fight through things a little bit more. Right. Hazard does make a meal out of things every now and again. Right. But it, it, we're, we're getting beside the point a little bit. But I think fair call. And then, I mean, we've been calling them a team of destiny for a year and a half now. And, like, what more proof do we need, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's, a Gerard, a penny, there's a Gerard slip somewhere in the in the season. There and, is a Gerard slip waiting to happen. Henderson's wearing the band. Um, I, would, I would call it a... Call it a night if Henderson slipped and cost him the title. I'd just say, that's it. I'm hanging up the boots. But um, <laughs> No need to watch anymore. I've already experienced no, if, everything I need to. If I had a penny for every time the commentator said, this is what title contenders are made of, or this is what future title winners are made of, think of something else. Yeah. You're not the first commentator to, to have that quip prepared for... Right. You know, come on. They it, won against a promoted team. Let's, let's break it down. This is a game that they're expected to win. Liverpool have not won a game in the Premier League by more than one goal since mid-September. That is a that is an interesting statistic. How do you? Because there's obviously a spin zone that they are pulling out results when it matters. Is there any negative light shown on that stat? I think that the negative light is that there might be a sense of complacency, and there might be an expectation that they are better. And we talk about the margin for error being so low in the Premier League that they are having to wake up a half mm-hmm. hour into a game. And that's going to come up, catch them at some point. I do think that they are the type of team that, I mean, if they keep pulling these results out of their ass, what's really the harm in that mentality? And then once they lose a couple games, I trust Klopp to bring it back center. Yeah. So I'm and not, if I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm not concerned about that statistic. Yeah. The, I don't expect to go undefeated. The though. irony is not lost on me that this is exactly how United used to win titles. Yeah, it's very it's very present in the forefront of my mind. Yeah, so it's a, it's an elitist mentality. I'm just fucking pushing it back down. Yeah, 
Uh, let's look ahead to this weekend. Please. The game of the season so far. I am so excited for this one. I wish it was at the Etihad. It's at Anfield. They'll it be up for it. Liverpool, City. Pep's already playing the mind games. Are you calling this for City a must win or a can't lose? Mmm. Mmm. That's a good question. What is the gap in the table? Is it seven points? I got you right here. Liverpool sits on 31 points undefeated. Six points. City, 25 points. I'm calling it a... Um, they call this a true six-pointer. I'm calling it a can't lose. Because I don't think that six points is unrecoverable. Especially if you say what I would call a must-win is the game at the mm-hmm. Etihad. And mm-hmm. then, then let's call it a three points. With, at that point, what, 26 match weeks left? Yeah. It's fine. I would say that yeah. in a can't-lose scenario, nine points is a pretty drastic situation. Nine points when you're maybe sitting fourth in the yeah. table because of where Leicester and yeah. Chelsea are and how they're playing right now. That That is a predicament for City to be in. I still wouldn't even pin, pin Liverpool as, as a... It's over, you know, oh. but it's it would be pretty, pretty difficult to recover well, nine points. Let's not shoot our load too early, but I think in the fullest sense of the word, this is a cannot lose game for City. Gotcha. I think the gravitas of the meeting of the top two coming back together, Liverpool survived. Last season, they drew at home and only because Riyad Mahrez skied a late penalty. So That's that true. was the story of last season. That's Liverpool true. Liverpool survived their home tie and lost the second one. This time around, yeah. given everything that's happened with Liverpool, they're undefeated, they've eked out wins. If they were to beat City, I do think it's an untenable situation for City. I would wow. call the title right then and there. Wow. Okay, I don't know if I'd go that far. I will. I'll put a bet down on it. Okay. And everyone can track that at home. How brave of you to bet on Liverpool to win the title nine points clear. Yeah, I know. Big Big men show up for the big decisions. <laughs> I couldn't even say that. Those was the decision Could of the day. Could not even get through that sentence. All right. All right. Let's breeze through these two pointless teams. Yeah. Well, I said last week we weren't going to talk about Pulisic because NBC Sports has talked it up too much. But on the basis I don't want to talk about United, nor do I want to talk about Arsenal, we're going to talk about Chelsea. James's game of the week was mm-hmm. Watford-Chelsea. Uh, it was comfy for Chelsea until it wasn't. There was a spirited comeback at the end, but it was spurred on by another interesting VAR decision, which was overturning a play on the field to give Delafeu a penalty when they were 2 0 down to Chelsea. Yeah. Who's who's the official? Feels like a Michael Oliver move. Does it matter? Well, it just kind of seems like a Michael Oliver. I'm not good with ref's names. You know that. Okay. All right. The guy without the guy without the hair. Okay, all of them. Okay, that's Mike Dean. Shots fired. Yeah. All right, well, let's backtrack. Andre Mariner. Right out of the gates, Chelsea, forgetting that Carabao Cup loss to Manchester United. No one remembers it. No one needs to bring up that they lost to United during the week. Right. So, right out the gates, Jorginho with a peach of a pass to Tammy Abraham. Goal of the week contender. Yes. Uh, Just great start to the game. And then, obviously, Christian Pulisic continues his good form with a a striker's instinct run to the box to make it 2-0. Yeah, and, brilliant uh, run. Shout out Andy for still calling him. I saw him this weekend. Still calls him Christian Polznick. Just it's he's it's he's a tough guy him, to figure out. You gotta let him be. He's a tough guy to figure out. Yeah. I don't know if it's intentional. You gotta let him be. I don't know if he's playing three D chess, four D chess. Sorry. Yeah, 
Well, I I would I think Andy plays his chess in two D and sometimes three D. Oh, but no, boy. yeah, it, it's uh, you know obviously we can talk about how this game nearly unraveled into you know a close to d- disaster for the degenerate district and those at Stanford Bridge, uh, yeah. but incredible form from Chelsea in the in the league. Was it five uh, five wins out of five. Five, five wins out of five, yeah. which is fifteen of their twenty three points. So okay. it's a, it's very very encouraging for them. They were shaky to start. Yeah, and then and it seems like Lampard's man management has really been really positive. Uh, Abraham's form, yeah. you know, you look at, he got the most out of Mount, and yeah. now he's getting a lot out of uh, of, of Pulsnich, yeah. or however Andy Hudson says his name. Getting his, his right. Game. You know, he fucking turned Jorginho around. They got a, they Jorginho st- looks like one of the best midfielders in the league. The fans made a chant for Jorginho after Sarri left. Man, if you thought one player was DOA after Sarri left, it would have been Jorginho. Now he's yeah. a fucking cult hero. So you're telling me next year under Freddie Umberg, Granite Jaka's name will be sung from the Ooh, rafters? Ooh, I don't know. That's that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, let's focus. That's on... like Fred getting the armband under uh, Allegri. Oh, I'm gonna say Fred the Red. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> assistant coach. <laughs> Two Freds unite. <laughs> Ooh, the double Fred. Yeah. I love it. Never been. But known. yeah, I mean the the storyline going around right now is how generally likable Chelsea is. Um, you know, I went to Google, I typed in Chelsea, the first thing that came up was racist, and then, you know, um, uh, corrupt. Uh, but the third Ad- one... Was, adulterous. Yeah, adulterous. The, the fourth one mm-hmm. was Chelsea likable, question mm. mark. Yeah. And I don't like how close that is to racist. <laughs> They're, they are the archetypal hated team in the Premiership, and I think they thrived on that. I think that... United is that team. That is not true. I think now, they skip. They battle for the title. Skip. That is not true. <laughs> we, we can leave it, but I think success okay, breeds envy, and envy breed, breeds hate. And so, if you look at the team, well, Chelsea that, was able to be hated without this. Okay, well, comparative success. Sh- sure. Yeah. Just like what was like ten titles in like twenty five <laughs> years. They had no success. My point <laughs> is, I. It, it, it's tough to to pick apart things you don't like. What I will say yeah. is, I think Lampard is the media darling, um, rightfully so. To this point in the season, I'm curious to see how he gets treated when things do go wrong. I don't personally have anything against Lampard, other than he seemed to do it against United, and whenever he played for England, he was absolute shite. Mm-hmm. But scored against USA, big feat. Only English player to do it. Okay, what in the World Cup? No, that was Gerrard. No. Yes, it was. It was Steven Gerrard. Oh, well. Why don't you circle back next time? <laughs> well, Lampard scored a goal against Argentina that didn't count. It was against Germany. The one off the crossbar? <laughs> it was against Germany. All right, well. Wow. This All right, well, the third one has to be right. This isn't World de la Cup, so let's get back <laughs> to that. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm curious to see how the treatment Jim, of can Lampard you pause for a second? I'm looking up Frank Lampard big moments. Oh, nothing came up? <laughs> no results right. No. Okay, to keep this one on the rails, I have one question for you before we move on. Please. Watford, we got to talk about the other team here, are firmly planted in 20th place. And by firmly planted, I mean they are six points off safety, which is actually Everton in 17th place. Yes. Watford on five points, 11 games played. You know, we're not even a third of the way into the season, so let's not get crazy, but... 
Are you willing to lock them as a relegation? I'm not. And here's the reason. They have six draws. That is... Ooh. It's... Did you prepare that? No. The, you have the table up. But... Oh, yeah. The columns mean something. You're right. Right. Oh, no. Five draws. I got the columns mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> so... Good evening. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But in, in any case, I mean, you just look at a lot of those other teams. And, yes, they've turned some draws into wins. But I think that'll come around for Watford. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that they're a team that, you know, even if they can finish on, you know, 10 wins, I don't yeah. know what's going to keep, you know, like, that'll keep them up, yeah. you know. And there's plenty of time left. And they might not, they're probably not going to get 10 wins because that's half, like, what, a third of their remaining games? Yeah. That's they, not going to happen. They need some cojones back. They need Troy Danny. That's true. And, and, and I think that'll turn things around. I, I agree with you. Let's, let's, not, let's not forget, this team was in the FA Cup final last year. They were in the Europa League. Like, they're not a shit team. Yeah. Uh, they're they are dealing with some injury bugs. I mean, Welbeck, yeah. surprise, surprise, he got hurt again. So they're the people they're expecting to contribute offensively are not there. Provided they come around, Delafeo's. I think he's. A, I think he's a legitimate talent. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that they they have a gritty team, which is surprising that they're in this. They do. kind of. It's, it's weird. Like it's hard to say. Their like, team hasn't a, changed too much from last season, where they put up a respectable. Uh, well, they actually ended shit. So yeah, and let's be real too. I mean, they were they were they were in this game. They took two points from Arsenal. Like they don't have insignificant mm-hmm. results, right. you know. And they're yes. they'll. They, I think that they will be fine. I'm not going to lock them as okay. a relegation threat. Um, right. Nor yeah, yeah. We'll we'll revisit that. Yeah. But uh, well said. All right, let's move on to some segments. Uh, men of culture. Record scratch, freeze frame. This segment's called Arsenal Ambush. Today, Xhaka was stripped of the captaincy by Unai Emery right before the Chelsea and Liverpool Champions League group game started. What on earth was that about? That was a scheduled press conference for Emery. At that time? Yeah, because they're playing Vittoria tomorrow. That seems a little too convenient. You think it was a headline was, stealing moment? No, I think they intentionally oh, they tried buried, to bury it. They tried to bury it. Mm. Because that's a that's an Emery move. It is an Emery move. Um, he was also to give him a little bit of credit. I don't know. I, I don't think that this was Unai Emery's decision. But wow, I think was, you don't think he made the call? I don't. But I think he. Who was, do you think made the call? The board. I think they were like Unai. There was. And he wasn't going to do it. I think he was wanted to be non-committal and just say, "Let's see if it'll blow over. We don't have to go either way." Let's try and see if it cools down. Let's be non-committal. Yeah, right. I mean, classic. Yeah, no, no, that, that's what I think. Right, and that's it, it, it's fair or it's not fair. It there's no merit to it that. That's my opinion. Of the day. Exactly. No decision. Uh, but I mean, I think this is where having five captains kind of the better. captain team. Yeah. That was the best part about it. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, Jaco will no longer be a part of the captains group." Uh, uh, what? Well, to, to give to give you now a little bit of credit, that is something that is fairly common in Spain. To have a group of captains. Oh. And that's not so abnormal. Okay. There are still... That's just me not being cultured. More traditional club club captains. He had... Or maybe maybe not Spain, but he had... You know, this, this is something I, I researched in looking for... Okay. I was like, who... Has this ever been done? United's done it everywhere he's gone. Okay. It's just something that he All does. Right, so it's not abnormal. He walked into PSG and Thiago Silva was already the captain and he just didn't touch it. But other than that, yeah, he had multiple captains everywhere that he went... So it is what it is there. All right, and it I, was for, the expected move for it me. Aubameyang, right I think, is the is the best fit combination of wow, uh, kind of leadership, attitude, and performance. That was my next question. Not Bellerin. 
Because he doesn't play enough, or he's not in the team regularly enough. For me, yeah, I'm really struggling with Bellerin, especially watching him midweek. Like it still feels like you know he's coming off that ACL injury, I believe. Oh, you were pretty hype on him merely weeks ago. Well, what I, I mean, I'm watching him play, and I don't think he's fully recovered. Okay, that's what I think. I think like just the his forward runs don't have the same pace to him. I think he's pulling out of tackles a little bit more than he mm-hmm. should. Like I don't think that he's 100% confident in that knee quite yeah. yet, and I think it's fair to ease him back in the team. Problem is, you got Callum Chambers who's doing nothing, just just doing a job, right? You know, uh, but but in any case, I, I think Abamiang's a good fit. I thought really, uh, I do. Okay, I don't it know. Con- from an outsider perspective, it concerns me. But where I, where I will give you credit, it concerns me because he seems like the kind of player who just needs to play his game and and let that be that. Have fun yeah. on the field. You know, he likes to celebrate. With he's Lockers loose. He's, he's loose. not the kind of guy who's gonna calm jump into the fray and calm other players down. I feel like when there's an argument going on, he's the one who's just like. I'm gonna go stand over here and like stay away from that. I'm focusing on how I can score goals for this team. Yeah, he's not. A, yeah, he's not a jump to the fray captain. What I would, what I would challenge you on that is, who on Arsenal is? That was gonna be my follow up. I don't know what your better choice is. So that is why I accept it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's like, there's other choices that you, I can make the case for probably 10, 10 people. <laughs> you know, I can make the case for ten people. Yeah, but all of like. I think that the fact that you can make the case for ten people says more than that you get pick Ramsey, somebody. If Ramsey was still here, this would have been done decades ago. Of course, yeah. or maybe not because it's Emery, right? And it's it's, it's remarkable to even a you ta- don't have that player. But I'd also even ask when have we had that player? You know, Van Persie. Van Persie was the captain. Fabregas was the captain. Yeah. Both of which effectively forced their way Fabregas, out. Fabregas, Van Persie. Koscielny was more of like it ended poorly. But even Koscielny wasn't a stick and nose in there kind of a captain. Yeah, no, you know? I don't think Koscielny just ended poorly. Again, outside of perspective. I, I yeah, I would disagree with that. I okay. think that he he was. Well, let's not make this about you. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but but my, my my larger point is like, and then and you had in in before Koscielny there was. Uh, I think like Arteta wore the armband, Murtisacker wore the armband. Did Cazorla wear it at any point? He, I mean, he probably did, but I don't think he was ever like the, the it captain. Ripped, it ripped off of his body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mind you, he is tearing it up in in Spain. Yeah, but those penalties won't take themselves. Well, please, yeah, team of the season, James. Team of the season. <laughs> All right, we lost. I mean, but yeah, it's it, it's a ridiculous thing to even be a storyline, especially eleven games into the season. Yeah, is okay. Last question. Is the situation tenable, redeemable for Xhaka? I I doubt it. Okay. I really, really doubt it. Okay. Um, I think that Xhaka clearly has a lot of loyalty in the dressing room. What I will say is Aubameyang looked visibly disgusted at his actions on the field. Mm. Like he was the only one like, what the fuck are you doing? That sounds like something you found deep in a subreddit. Well, there's a picture of Xhaka with his hands up in Aubameyang's face in the background. And it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And yeah. and I think that everyone feels for Jacques on a human level, yeah. especially after his non-apology. <laughs> uh, but I think that there's a level of accountability that is required in leadership roles. Right. And Jacques skirted around that a bit. And let's be real. I mean, it's, it's, it's again, it's about Emery and his man management right. and uh, not yeah. choosing the captain himself. Like, there's yeah. other issues. But It is well documented on Prem Dolfra. I don't think he's going <clears> to... Um, I don't think he's going to find his way back into the team. The fact that Emery was noncommittal about that, I suspect the latest he will be a member of the Arsenal is May, and he will be out in the summer. I wouldn't. I hope that he is gone in January, okay. mostly because I want the team to move on. Okay. I wish him nothing but success 
and for him to find a team that better suits his play style. I don't have any harsh sure. feelings towards Shaka. Okay. But he's not right for Arsenal, and I don't think it's recoverable from the masses. All right. Well, wrapped up. Let's move it further along. Sorry to drop that men of culture segment on you. Yeah, I mean, is it even it was, culture? Is it just a, yeah, is it an Arsenal bomb? No, it was a, it was a shit post. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do Mr. Brightside. We are into If it's November. about Jaka, I'm hanging up the phone. It's not? Okay, well, I don't see a phone. I'll call someone. The tablet! <laughs> <laughs> we are into November. No manager has been sacked yet. Mm. And it's always an uneasy time of the season where owners might start getting a little bit of a trigger finger. In this order, Ralph Hassenhuttle of Southampton, Marco Silva of Everton, Unai Emery of The Gooners, Pochettino, and Solskjaer are odds-on favorites to be the next to leave their job. The most wow. likely five. They I'm need some optimism and cheering. surprised that ranking of the order. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, another time. Sure. I need you to tell me why it won't be any of those five who are getting fired next. Wow. They need Can you go through those names again one more time? I got Hassan Huddle of Southampton. Southampton. I got Marco Everton. Silver, I got Everton, Emery Pochettino. Oh, Solskjaer. Solskjaer's the fit. That just seems to be like a stale take, but whatever. Um, Why? I, I don't think that Solskjaer is, go, is on a clock mid-season. I don't think he's on a mid-season clock. No, I agree. So I but he's still the, the fifth favorite to leave. Maybe just odds makers are just raking in money. But anyway... Um, I think you got to look at um, United fans at this hour. Very irrational. I think you got to look at the uh, wannabe uh, Loris Finchburn over Watford, whatever his name is. Loris Fishburne, the is that, black actor. Is that who I'm thinking? The guy who was in the AT&T commercials. He played Darth Vader. What is that? Who that Loris Fishburne is? Loris Fishburne. No, that is that is uh, Morpheus from Matrix. Are you thinking of Adam Driver? What? What are you? No. Oh no, you're talking about. That's uh, what I'm talking about. Doesn't no, he look like the Watford manager? No, you're. T- oh, Darth Vader. Aren't you talking about? No, I was right. I was thinking. I, I am talking about the wrong guy. But look at Lawrence Fishburne. You're talking about James Earl Jones. So James Earl Jones is the older version of Lawrence Fishburne. And what's big the, if true? Watford manager is a Portuguese white man. Who's the guy that looks like Lawrence Fishburne? What are you on about? There's one guy. I'm getting the team wrong. But yeah. you know who I'm talking about once you saw that guy, didn't you? Nuno, Nuno Sanchez from uh, Wolves. Whoa! That's who it is. I'm getting my W's mixed up, James. Oh, he does kind of look like Lawrence Fishburne. This yeah. Is, this is terrible podcast radio. Yeah, this is where, we'll, we'll put this up in addition to the VAR decision. We need the fans to weigh in. Wow. That changed my life. Right. Let, let alone night. So, it's, you know, not... A Prem de la Prem episode if I just don't completely call somebody by the wrong name. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, right. but I think it's I think you if you're looking at Watford, we talked about that team's quality, and they're winless. They're winless at the bottom of the Premier League, and it's not out of reach yet. They just brought in their new manager. It's not un- it's not it's not uncommon for them to to, to, to to cut bait. Not them specifically, but for a team to bring in a manager, have shit hit the fan. The stakes are high financially for a team like Watford. To stay in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. They can't lose out on that. Okay. They're going to lose talent because they've invested in talent that is going to be Premier League talent. You think Del Faye was paying in the championship? Fuck no. He's not doing that. Dini, those cojones, they can't fit down there. They just won't happen. Right? So it's going to be that dude from Watford. The fact that I can't even remember his name, that's the only reason he's not higher in the odds ranking. 
Kike Sanchez Flores. Kike Sanchez Flores. Three names. All last it's, uh, names. Spelt Quiche. Quiche. That's why I can't remember his name. Actually, not, it's not spelled Quiche. That was a straight up lie. The first thing that came up was Kike Sanchez Flores' wife. I feel like I got to see that. He also is a very intense. Stay tuned for more bad radio. Intense looking guy. Um, oh, he's just a single dude. No, he's no. No, certainly is not. Why do they got to choose that picture? Because they want to be like, look how this loser got that bait. <laughs> well, guys, it's off the rails. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, that is Mr. Brightside. You are saying Watford manager is the next guy to go. Yep. And I get that we hedged it in a Mr. Brightside episode, so I'm not saying it's any kind of prediction, but it's on the record. Moving on. Trivia. I category categorically disagree with what I just said. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the folks at home know that Patrick dreamed up this segment called Trivia to make me look like a big old goofball to the mass audience. However, two, two can play at this game. Patrick, I've got a trivia question for you. It's a two-parter. It's a doozy. There's snakes. There's ladders. There's trapdoors. There's mutants. Chaos is a ladder. All right. And with that, we Happy begin. Halloween, motherfucker. And with that, we begin. <laughs> you said go- ghouls and goblins or something. Yeah, I said mutants. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Our good friend Jamie Vardy is the first player to reach 10 goals this season. He was also the first to 10 goals the year Leicester won the title in 2015-2016. However, he did not win the Golden Boot that year. The last time the Golden Boot winner was also on the title-winning team was at some point this decade. I need you to tell me who that player was. The Golden Boot winner also being on the title-winning team. Correct. So this has nothing to do with reaching 10 first. That was just a little nugget, yes. Okay, that was just a way to get my mind all jumbled. And let me tell you, James, it worked. So Talk, We've been down this road before where you throw some things out. Talk me through it. So, um, Kane and Sala have both won the Golden Boot. Aguero, I have to feel, has won the Golden Boot. I think... Basically, I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm between Aguero as, I think, the obvious choice. Okay. Because of the number of titles City has won. And that Chelsea, they didn't have a Golden Boot winner the year that they won. Um, I think that the trap door is Van Persie at United. And that's what I'm going to take. Whoa! That's lit. Did I get it? You got it. Yeah. Damn. I thought for sure you were gonna go Aguero. He yeah. got he got cucked, was... he got cucked big time. Uh, he came in like second or third, and like by a margin of one goal. He's like the most consistent goal scorer, but he never did, has he won a Golden Boot. He has I, to, have, I right? I think um, I think in a year where they didn't win the title. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got we'll it. revisit that. Okay. But um, that was awesome. Yeah. That's more of just like deep dark seated pain that had me knowing that than anything. Right, so I'm sure that's trap. I'm sure that's traversed the Arsenal subreddit that he left Arsenal as Golden Boot winner at Arsenal as the captain. very next season. I forgot you had the Arsenal yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, this is a two-part. Oh, there's more pain than knowledge there. Yeah, right. Okay, well, it, you know, pain is someone else's gain. In this case, you both you gain from your own pain. BD- All right, BDSM. I'll, I'll lean right. in. Part two. Robin Van Persie is not the first United player to do this. There's a lot of United players who have done this. It doesn't matter, though. Sure. No, that doesn't matter. I just wanted to say that. Okay. okay. Did I, I tell you that Peter Schmeichel was the cheapest foot icon? Yeah. Okay. That is a very niche chirp. 
A lot of United players have done this. Call down the icon. A lot of United <laughs> players have done this, but don't worry about that. Three non-United players in the Premier League era have also accomplished this feat, and I need you to tell me who those are. I'm going to have to go with Drogba. That's one. Just due to, yeah. Okay, I, don't, I guess I don't need to explain the logic when I already get it right. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right. Um, something's telling me he didn't win the Golden Boot the year of the Invincibles, but I'm not going to not say Henri, because I know he had 20... He had a 20-20 and 20 season, but I don't think he won the Golden Boot that year, but also... Not only no, did, he's had a 30-goal season. Yeah, I'm going on Ray. Not only did he do it, he did it twice. Wow. Okay. Did he do it the year of the Invincibles? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he, did he do it in the 2020 season as well, so he did back-to-back seasons? 2020? He had 20 assists and 20 goals. He's oh, the only okay. Premier League player to ever do that. All right. Uh... De Bruyne, we should do an assist watch on De Bruyne because he had like eight early. So yeah, I think that no, that record's savage. in jeopardy. All right, I, I'm. But yeah, I'm thoroughly impressed. Now just give me the last one. Bring it home. This one's a little. Tr- and these are non-United players as well. All non-United players, because because remember, a bunch of them have done it. They actually run away with the amount of players that have done this. But we're not talking about United right now. Sure, sure. Gosh. Okay, I mean. He's not an obscure player. I know. That's what I'm tripping on. Henri did it in back-to-back seasons, 03, 04, 04, 05. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 05 season was the 20. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's He's won the Golden Boot three times, twice of which they also won the title. Right. In 01, 02, and 03, 04, which I believe was the Invincibles. Invincibles was 03, 04, yeah. 04, 05, they did not win the title. Yeah. That was the year I believe he had 20 assists. Um... Man, I'm I'm kind of running out of gas. It's the earliest one. Yeah, that's where I'm 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 definitely losing some steam. I'm gonna just throw some shit at the wall. See what sticks. No, no, those are all Liverpool players. Um, yeah, we all know. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 those are all Spurs players. <laughs> um, no, I got I got nothing. Alan Shearer. Oh, okay. For Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, that was what was throwing me. I knew it was mm-hmm. I knew it was one of those clubs that was mm-hmm. like not around and I was yeah, I couldn't couldn't pin it. But yep. you know, I think I I think I held my own in that round. Well done. Yeah. Bonus, because you've done a great job. Do you want to throw out some United players who've won this? Uh Ronaldo. Correct. Um Berbatov? Correct. Holy shit. Um I'm thoroughly impressed. There's two, two more. Two more. Um Van Nistelrooy? Yeah. Last one. This one's the deepest cut. Okay. I mean, the easy name... I'm just going to walk you through my logic, and I'll I'll make this quick, because I've been hanging on. Um, Scholes and Giggs had a lot of opportunities, but I don't really peg them as goal scorers. Um, Deepest cut... Yeah, I mean, I feel like this might predate my my Premier League knowledge. 99. Treble winning season. I don't remember that season. Okay. I don't... That didn't happen. There's a documentary on a while ago, and it just said this this film does not exist. lost all the tape. Uh, All right, well, for the the benefit of the pod, it was Dwight York. I wasn't getting that. That was electric. Yeah. That was electric. Well done. Very well done. That was trivia. That was Patrick responding to trivia. 
in a very impressive manner. I'm going to up the difficulty level. You've been playing on Legendary. We're about to go Ultimate next week. More mutants to come. <laughs> Freak of the week. Goal of the week. Degenerate District. Let's bring it home in a tight seven minutes. Okay. Um, I will give my Freak of the Week to the FA. Uh, I think it's a full it's a full team effort. It's a farce. Yeah. Um, it is really stemming. I wanted to give it to Martin Atkinson, okay. but I think you made a really good point about the moment getting the best of him. Uh, and I think, to be fair, we talk about the moment getting better players and we're forgiving of them, same with coaches. I'll allow that. You know, We don't know what the assistant said there, but for VAR to get it wrong, for the FA to back them, and then the FA to reverse that decision on top of all the other shit that's happening with VAR and it's a big the officials. Old shit pie. Big ol' shit pie. Mike Dean's just the crust. Do you appreciate the Carabao Cup more because they don't have VAR? Uh, yeah, I just wish we could go back and none of this ever happened. And that counts for everything that's happened these past few years. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my freak of the week. And maybe one day. The, FA, the system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going at him. Are you still pro VAR? I am. And it's uh. mostly just because it's not going away. And so I am fighting for a better solution. That's fair. Okay. My freak of the week is Peter Crouch. Who, physical form, is just a freak. No, that's not it. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was just it? It is Peter Crouch, though. He tweeted, based on the Firmino armpit offside, he said, uh, if I played in this era of VAR, my gangly limbs would have ruled out all 50 of my goals. Fair play to Crouchy. Fair play Top to Peter lad. Crouch. Who also had an all-time quote. I don't know if you know what this one is, but if I wasn't a footballer, oh. I would never have gotten laid. Yeah, I, I would have been a virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh. yeah. Someone, at, yeah. We love Crouchy. He has a competing podcast. Does he? I might send this tape his way. Need to have him on. Only, only Spurs player I can really get behind is Crouchy, just because he's too fucking funny. He's he's a top lad. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'd come on. Have you ever seen him and Stephen Merchant in the same room? No, <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> well, I think they're the same person. All right. Oh. Yeah. Experts debate. Big take. Loch Ness. Peter Crouch is Stephen Merchant. <laughs> Goal of the week. Hit me. I'm going to the whole city legend, Snodgrass. Taking a volley clean out of the air. Bottom corner. Meaningless goal. Yeah, daylighting as a West Ham player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll when, when Hull comes back, he's going You know back. he's going right there. He's going right back. Mm. Meeting up with Huddersfield or what his mm. name is. What's his name? Maybe not Huddersfield. That's a team. That is a team. Yeah, you're not. Huddleston. Yeah. All right. He's a whole guy. Yeah. Tom Huddleston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Arsenal won the FA Cup against those two. Okay, cool. Top lads. Whatever. But no, it was a great goal. Uh, kind of a lame goal week, if you ask me. Um, I really liked my goal of the week, Jamie Vardy's team goal against Crystal Palace. Mm. It was the poor man's Martial and Rashford combination, but there was a dummy between the legs of uh, Harvey Barnes, I think, slotted it back to Vardy, who takes those chances every day. Clinical. And then what really put it over the edge for me was his bird celebration. Great Sally. A lot of people get it confused that he was uh, doing some shithousery towards the Eagles, Crystal Palace fans, but I think Jamie Vardy is in fact himself half bird, so he was just reverting to his natural tendencies in the celebration. You hit 10 goals, top of the top of the goal scorer's chart. That's enough to fly away. It was like seeing a full moon. He is a half bird if you give him a Red Bull, a little bit of vodka in there. I'm going to be honest with you, James, and I want to be honest with our listeners. I thought your goal of the week, after what you said earlier, was going to be the Abraham goal because of the Jorginho pass. Yeah, that was a red herring. And I want to change my goal of the week because I want to make sure oh! that that goal gets recognition. Oh! Talk about it. Preach. Um, One-time ball out of After Virginia. everything you said about Snodgrass? Well, yeah, I thought you were going with that goal and I didn't want to double up. You can't, you can't live life that way. Well, I'm learning as we go. Okay. 
This is about a, like if prem to a prem. It's nothing if nothing. not life lessons. <laughs> All right, so maybe, tell me about the Abraham. Maybe we'll send off a life lessons podcast during the international break. Um, the Tabian, Terry, God, this is, it's like calling Marshall. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Marshall. Um, Tammy Abraham, uh, the chip was nice, one-time chip, but the ball in, a one-time pearl, tucked it around the defense, put the keeper in no man's land, right on Abraham's foot. Jorginho is... Is most improved player of the year for me, mm. and it's maybe just out of perception mm-hmm. of what he was before. Yeah. The but, shackles are off. Yeah, and him, him and Kovacic seem to be from nowhere a dynamic midfield partnership. And Chelsea are building something unfortunately yeah. very special yeah. there. I still don't know that they got thirty eight games in them, mm. but uh, that's my goal of the week. It's just one of those things where every week yeah. we check back in and say the same thing. Might be Snodgrass. Yeah. I might see it for goal of the month. Ooh, I love that shout. Yeah, no, quick quick word on uh, the Kovacic-Barkley, uh, sorry, ooh, Kovacic-Jorginho midfield, yeah. is that Carl is sending a, a Borat-esque uh, get-well-soon card, not to Barkley in the hospital. Was that a, did he want you to share that take? No, I just came up with it. Oh, that's great. But I do believe Carl holds that opinion. Anyway, I'll yeah. check with him at work tomorrow. He's pretty, he's pretty stressed on a pitch. Shout out, Carl. We love you. Uh, we're at the end of the episode. You know what time it is. It is Degenerate District. You are coming hot off a well-performed trivia segment, and you are hot off a of last week locking yet again, and I need you to tell the people what's good. All right. So I'm coming in a little bit hotter. You know, we got some feedback that maybe my hot streak is due to more conservative games. Was that feedback? Uh, it was... It was self... I mean, a self-critique, if nothing if nothing else. So I'm, I'm, I'm willing to lock a game that... Has some more favorable odds, better than even odds, because I've gone with a little few negatives in the in the past couple of weeks. Time to go back to your roots. I am locking Everton to win away at Southampton at plus one fifty. I like that bet. Southampton's not good. Everton's not good, but Everton, I believe, is a better team, and they are going to have a coming together after the Gomez injury. What if this is the turning point of their season? They are one. One one place away from the relegation zone, I believe three points clear of the relegation zone. They are going to feel the pressure. They were potentially playing for their manager last week, but they're going to be playing for their manager and Gomez this week. That is your lock of the week. I love that. I would, I would lock that equally yeah, right now. I appreciate that meaningless endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> um, my... Uh... My um, my crock of the week. Oh, I gotta find this. Um, shit. <laughs> I've completely lost the plot. Oh, you here. lost it? Yeah. Yeah. My crock of the week. I hope it goes up in flames. My crocs haven't been great. Um, That's why they're crocs, I guess. My crock of the week. Where the fuck is it? Oh, jeez. This is great radio, yet again. I depend on Patrick for one segment each week. <laughs> I've had a rough go with things, James. Um, Do you want to describe it? <laughs> no, because I had it fucking laid in my bed slip, and then I refreshed the page. Um, all right, shoot from the hip here. If it's a crock, it's a crock. Let's let it fly. Um, my crock of the week is a result that might cost Pochettino his job 
Sheffield United to win at wow. Spurs at plus 475. I don't hate that. Yeah. Sheffield's shown up, shown up against the top sides. I'm reacting to it as out of context of it being a crock. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I see where you're going. There. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they gave up a late goal against Everton. Um, they won't. Oh, no, they will have Son. Um, I like that. Yeah. Well done. Fired from the hip. You pulled it all together. And, folks, we somehow, by hook or by crook, pulled it all together on this one. Thank you for listening. That was your Match Week 11 recap. And you know we're going to be back after the Clash of the Titans this weekend. And I'm oh, not yeah. talking about Arsenal-Leicester. I'm talking Liverpool City. Game we, of the week, no doubt. We're going to go ahead and lock in Arsenal-Leicester and City-Liverpool as some games for you guys to check out. And then there will be a third community pick that could be a whole mess of different things. Yeah. So We might have to deal with... Um... Some managers getting sacked and shift some games around. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things on the line. There's a lot on the line. We talked about my lock. What if it goes the other way? Ooh. The Pochettino Ooh. game. Emery's on Ooh. the line. There's a lot of managers Folks, that could be on the hot seat before the international break. only getting juicier. Brendan Rodgers will be the Arsenal manager by the end of next week. <laughs> and we will be right here to confirm it as we always are. On behalf on of Patrick, this is James signing off. Thanks for listening to Prem de la Prem. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.